Welcome to Anderson Daily here on Thursday. Hope you're doing well at home. Most people at home right now, uh, uh, unless it's an essential service. Alex Margulies joining us from his his home out uh, toward the Spanish Springs way. Al, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, happy Thursday. Is uh, I got we got to start keeping track of the days right. uh, as we move into quarantine. Uh, I, I trimmed my goatee a little bit. I thought about just going full, like maybe just don't shave for like 30 days, but I figured <laughs> that'd probably be a bad idea. So we'll try and keep it a little bit clean. Uh, yeah, just keep it on, keep it on. Yep, good show today on uh, hand. We're going to have Josh Hall, who was the hero of the Sweet 16, uh, moved now, uh, now two years ago. Josh was the one who corralled the rebound, put the ball on the floor, and knocked it down against Cincinnati to complete that 22-point comeback against the Bearcats two years ago at Volted, Nevada, to the Sweet 16. Um, we're also going to have Brandon Chambers on the show, one of the assistant coaches, good friend of ours who was also a big part of that Sweet 16 run uh, two years ago. Bet or no bet, it is a weekly segment on this show. Will Tom Brady make the Bucks a contender? And what will Nick Foles do in Chicago that we're going to talk about as well? And you know what? If there's a country that's going to shake its fist at, as Alex calls, the coronavirus, uh, it's going to be Australia because they're playing football in Australia. Wow. Not in front of anybody, but they're playing football football. Um, joining us now on the show, and he's been with us before, Nick Bogdanovich, uh, the William Hill Director of Trading, joining us from Las Vegas. Uh, Nick, uh, uh, I would imagine it's this if, if, if it's hitting anybody hard, man, it's got to be hitting you guys uh, especially difficult. Yeah, no, uh, canceling a lot of events, that, that's for sure. Uh, challenging times, but that's for everyone across the board. So uh, we got our chin up. Remaining positive and, uh, you know, hoping for the NBA and NHL to come back as soon as humanly possible. Now, Nick, as of this last weekend, uh, horse racing was still going. I haven't had a chance to honestly check, so I forgot to ask you. I mean, are there any kind of bettable things still going in the absence of, of course, the traditional sports? But are, are there horse races or have those been now shut down across the country? No, there is some horse racing. Uh you know, but we we got to you know we still got stuff up to bet. Uh, we had Australian rules football uh, last night, and we got some more today. So people are are, are getting a little into that. Uh, you know, we actually in play right now. We got a, a Belarus uh, soccer game. So uh, you know, we're getting a little creative. Uh, and, and then there's the traditional stuff. Uh, which is NFL futures and college football futures, NBA futures. And we got some really, really good NFL draft props up. So that'll be decided April 23rd. Uh, so it's a month away, so you don't have to tie your money up too long, but some really uh, cool N NFL draft props. Nick Bogdanovich joining us from uh, William Hill down in Las Vegas. Uh, Nick, what's been the protocol around your building. The last time we saw you, uh, there were multiple people around. It was almost like the Bat Cave in some sort of, you know, command central, and uh, we've cleared our building out. I would imagine you've done kind of the same thing. Yeah, looking around the building, it looks like there's about half the people uh, working remotely or taking some time off. But, yeah, no, it's a little weird when you come in and uh, the parking lot is not full, but I guess that... Uh, is again across the board so yeah it's just weird times and uh we're, we're just sitting here uh trying to figure out for things to for you know stuff for people can bet on so they're not bored at home uh you know like i said tonight uh, australian rules football starting at 150 in the morning so if you're a night owl and you got nothing better to do uh 
the Western Bulldogs and the Collingwood uh, Magpies will be fighting it out. Nick, you have any uh, any? I don't know if you're allowed to give betting advice. Uh, magpies. I'm a Magpies guy, dude. Under like what? What are we looking at here? Yeah, the, the total's like 150, uh, and the spread's like one and a half. And I, to be honest with you, I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm guessing. So uh, we uh, obviously our parent company is based in Leeds in London, and they bet this stuff. So we get a lot of our odds on st- stuff like this from them because obviously this is new to us too. But uh, just trying to create some content for the for the folks. You know, Nick, we have done our best here as news outlets, NBC station, our NBC News 4, our Fox 11 station, and Nevada Sportsnet to continue to be on the air despite us wanting to trim down and continue to trim down our our employees that are in the building. How much of a responsibility do you feel that William Hill needs to stick around and give people an outlet, give people something to go bet on, something to think about, even if it is the magpies and the bulldogs going on in Australia? You know, no question about it. most people are sequestered at home, so any kind of positive diversion would be great. So, uh, like last week, we had some really good UFC fights. There's an absolute monster fight that's scheduled for April 18th, and uh, it was at the Barclays Center, uh, Khabib and Ferguson, uh, and it got canceled. But Dana White is actively trying to find a spot to hold it, and we're all hoping he finds a spot. That way, uh, you know, people can, you know, instead of being miserable, could turn that fight on and forget about uh, reality for about 20, 30 minutes, and it would be a monster betting event. So uh, just hoping for things like that to pop up, and uh, you know, sooner or later this will be over and we can get back to business. Nick, uh, you can, for those of you watching our show today, you can see in the graphic, born and raised in Las Vegas. What's it like right now just being in Las Vegas and the, the strip being shut down? I mean, take us kind of into what's going on down in Southern Nevada. Yeah, exactly. I'm a I'm a native, born and raised in Las Vegas, 1962. So uh, there there hasn't been one time in my life that when I wasn't on the strip that there wasn't obviously a jillion people uh, and excitement and the buzz. I mean, let's face it: when you come to Las Vegas, it's a special experience. You're juiced up. You're excited to see a concert. You're excited to see a show. You're excited to gamble. You're excited to party. So uh, it is sort of surreal seeing the the hotel shut down i mean it's really i don't don't know what to really say it's just a it's a weird weird feeling i don't want to say numb but uh or out of body but it's it's hard to describe uh nick not to make light of any situation but i we have to laugh a little bit right now uh it did just come down uh last night that there is a uh, drive-through strip club that is in Las Vegas. So uh, if uh, anybody wants to go south and find some entertainment, I mean, I guess that's it. But wait, it, how does it? Can you explain to me how? That I don't works? even know how, man. I don't know how, and I'm not going to bring up any graphics because this is a a, a family show. But uh, Nick, if if there's any town that that can step up and overcome it, we know it's it's uh, it's places in the 775 and the 702 and and uh, you know Vegas strong and Vegas has overcome so much in the last few years what what has it been like what what's been the spirit of people walking around when you see them you know I think the spirit of people are good uh, you know trying to help other people out uh, I, I think we'll rally around just like uh, Americans do in every every crisis that's when they they're at their best so I've seen nothing but uh, positive out of people all right, Nick, well, we appreciate your time. Thanks very much. And we hope this thing wraps up uh, sooner than later because uh, uh, 
you know, when Alex and I go bet, usually it's uh, the sports book that's making the money. So uh, we want to come out and support. <laughs> yeah, no, it is weird. Uh, I was listening to your little uh, intro, and it, w- it was about a year ago today that the, the pack was making that great run. So uh, uh, hopefully we'll get back to that uh, sooner than later. All right, Nick Bogdanovich, the uh, Director of Trading for William Hill, joining us from Las Vegas. Best of luck, man, and uh, thanks very much for your time. Yes, and uh, best of luck to everyone in Reno. Thank you. Thanks very much. You know, uh, we're all going through this together, hey. Al. It's uh, it's it's a it's yeah. a statewide thing. Well, and, and now there's drive-through strip. I, I, I'm looking at it right here. It's uh, there's a, t- a Twitter account that says Vital Vegas, and it's from KTNV.com, which okay. is the ABC affiliate in Las Vegas. It's this place called Little Darlings, and it says offers drive-through strip shows and nude hand sanitizer wrestling. I don't know if we're up to that yet here in the north. New to hand sanitizer wrestling. Okay. You know <laughs> well, uh, you know, people are bored. They're going to come up with creative ideas. So, like, do you pull up to the strip club and you can, like, watch the strippers from, like, a 10-foot distance? I, uh, you know, I have not been in one of those establishments in probably 30 years. So, uh, no, I don't. I don't know. And I, I, I don't haven't lived in Las Vegas <laughs> since 05. And that was a very short stint down in the south. Very because, Vegas. Because, yeah, that is uh, very very Las Vegas. Uh, coming up next here on NSN Daily, great conversation. We're going to talk with the hero of two years ago that vaulted Nevada to the Sweet 16. Josh Hall is going to join us here on NSN Daily. It's hard to believe it was two years ago this week, but yep, number 33, Josh Hall, right place, right time, and nerves of steel to knock down the game winner against Cincinnati to advance Nevada to the Sweet 16. Josh joining us, uh, he's on spring break in uh, in Los Angeles right now. Uh, Josh, when, when you look at that video, man, yeah, I, I see the big smile. Uh, he just has to bring back so many great memories. Yeah. Um... Definitely brings back a lot of great memories. Um, you know, I still get asked about it all the time, to, still to this day, from you know other people um, other than Nevada fans as well. So definitely brings back great memories and a great time and um, great time in school history. Josh, take me through that moment when you hit that shot, and then you you see you kind of running down the hallway. Elijah Cooks is there, kind of mobbing you. Your teammates are all around you. I imagine you kind of probably blacked it out a little bit because it was such an insane moment. But what do you kind of remember about? those moments right after the game? Um, well, right after, I actually had an interview. I was supposed to interview with, um, I forgot her name. Um, she was on TNT, I think. We were playing on TNT. And I didn't even know that I had to get an interview. I was just so hyper and so um, amped up about the situation. I just ran back with my teammates and was celebrating. So I didn't even know that I was supposed to um, have an interview. But, yeah, it was just, I, I did kind of did black out. kind of just, you know, I was lost in the moment and was just so excited. Wanted to get back to the locker room and just celebrate with my teammates as, as quick as possible. 
I do want to ask Anthony Resnick, our very talented director, who actually shot a lot of this video for the university. He was working for the university at the time. Uh, Res, can you go back to the hallway shot? I want to show people what I think is one of the funniest moments that kind of gets scraped under the rug a little bit. When the guys are coming down the hall, Alex had shot this video. They just celebrated on the court, and they're coming down the hallway at us. Watch Josh. You see Josh here on the right. And assistant coach Anthony Ruda gets absolutely checked out of the <laughs> out of the scene by Josh. Did you even realize you did that? Um, I didn't realize I hit him that hard until after when I saw it. Um, <laughs> people were mentioning me and saying, you know, you just pushed him out the way like that. I was just, I was so hyped up, I didn't even realize. <laughs> Do you feel like Josh that you know since then you've transferred away? Uh, you went up to Missouri State and, and now. You're looking to grad transfer again, but just having that one moment in your basketball career, do you feel like no matter what happens in basketball that you were, you were just kind of fortunate to be a part of something so special like that? I mean, putting the sticker on the, on the card saying the bat is going to the Sweet 16, I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like it's one of the best, moments, if not the best basketball moment ever in my life. Um, and I know in my family's and a lot of other people's lives as well. So I felt like you know, it was definitely a great part. You know, we, um, you know, we're made history, you know, going to the Sweet 16. Like, I think only one other Nevada team has done that. And I, I just, you know, I felt, it felt great. Um, I, I definitely feel like I've been a part of history, no matter what else happens in my basketball career. And I'm just so thankful to God to be um, a part of that situation, a part of that team. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a great time. And it, it'll be looked on forever from, from, from now on. Josh, when you do look back at your time at Nevada, what really comes to your heart? I mean, aside from being on the court and the friendships that you make with, with these guys, these teammates, and you get to travel and become brothers and become family, what do you what will you always remember about Nevada? Um, I would say the the, the fans um, in the city and the community um, always showing support, even with me leaving. Um, you know, they still always showed support and always were just um, positive about, you know, um, who I was. I always remember something I've never been a part of and never seen like that. And um, yeah, that was definitely definitely something I'll always remember. Um, you know, you can't find too many people like that, a community like that nowadays. And um, I'm, I'm glad I was able to experience that. Josh, tell people what has kind of happened for you since Nevada. I mentioned before you transferred to Missouri State and, and you sat out a year, had a chance to play this season. Now you're grad transferring. What are you looking for as you try to finish out your college career? What are you hoping to get uh, for, from your from your last kind of program as, as you move on one more time? Um, well, first, I want to I want to get my master's degree. Um, I want to make sure I accomplish that. And then, you know, I just want to you know, um, be a be a, a team, um, like play a big role. Um, I, I definitely want to um, win a lot of games to get back to the NCAA tournament. Um, it's been two years now since I've been, so I, I definitely want to just be a part of a team and a family environment, um, get back to the NCAA tournament, win a lot of games, and just have a just leave a legacy um, with the. Oh, looks like we may have lost Josh's signal there, but uh, we do appreciate him spending some time with us here on NSN Daily, and uh, definitely. Uh, Definitely remembering that week from uh, from a couple of years ago. Alex, you and I were both courtside for that one in Nashville, and then on to Atlanta. And uh, when you when you brought it up, that it was 
two years ago, I mean, it's, it's kind of bittersweet, you know, because you kind of go, what a great trip and all that, and then we don't have it this year. You know, it is bittersweet, and, and I was saying to you before, I mean, I don't know if we'll experience a sports moment that good again, and I was just flooded with so many memories of, of being in that building, and you're sitting there, and you're watching this comeback happen, and we knew this team was capable of doing this kind of stuff, and, and I was sitting there courtside, and I realized as Nevada's coming back, like, crap, I got to go run and get my camera, because I wasn't really prepared uh, to really shoot after the game, so I, I had to go sprint down the hallway uh, there in Nashville and go grab all my gear. And I remember just kind of hunkering down in the corner and and keeping an eye on what was happening and and then just running out and, and watching them dogpile and then running down the hallway with them and, and standing outside the locker room and, and hearing their cheers. And and I say to Josh, like that he kind of blocked it out. I feel like I kind of did too. I mean, it was just such an adrenaline overload and such an unbelievable moment to be a part of. And you know, it's 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 kind of like Josh. It's like it's something you can never take away from him. You know, me being there and, and getting to see that is is something I'll cherish forever in, in my career uh, covering sports. And and like I said, I mean, who knows if if we'll get to see something that exciting uh, covering the sports that we do ever again? You certainly hope so, but uh, you definitely cherish every moment for sure. Anthony Resnick, who actually shot this video when working for Nevada Athletics, and we thank them for letting us uh, reminisce and, and show this to you again, uh, telling me that uh, we do have Josh back on again. Uh, let's go back to, to Josh Hall coming to us from, from Los Angeles. Josh, uh, with the grad transfer situation all that, what are you looking for in a school? Granted, we can't talk about recruiting that's against NCAA rules, but what are you looking for in a school? Um. I'm just looking to, um, you know, just be a part of a family and a family atmosphere and just um, you win, win a lot of games. That's what I'm looking forward to, just playing a big role and winning a lot of games. I complete my master's degree. So I, I'm just looking for a place where I, I feel comfortable and able to play, uh, play a lot of minutes and just, you know, have a big role and just the um, get back to the NCAA tournament. It's been two years now since I've been since I've been there, so I definitely want to go back and um, be a part of something special for my last year, and, well, and basically just leave a legacy. Well, nobody can ever take away a master's degree from you. I mean, that's something that uh, absolutely so many people don't have the opportunity to do that. But I got a feeling you're going to be uh, putting the ball in a basket for a few more years before we have to put that degree to work. Uh, we really appreciate the time, Josh. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Josh. You know, Alex, one of the things when it comes to covering Josh Hall's career, um, I, I'm disappointed that we didn't get to see him play four years at Nevada. I thought I didn't think he was used as much as he should have been used as a player. Mm -hmm. But we knew from the get-go he was such a very, very soft-spoken, very intelligent young man coming out of Houston, finished his high school career back in Virginia. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's neat to see guys like that, guys like Howells Cook that were on that team, um, still continuing to move on in society and in life. I think he's going to play pro somewhere. He's going to get the chance to play overseas or, or in the G League, maybe even in the NBA. But uh, somebody who goes, well, I want to get my master's degree. It's the most important thing. I mean, that's, you, you, can't, you can't build that. You can't create that. That's, that's just somebody's drive. Yeah, I mean, just being around Josh when he was at Nevada, he, he's just a very friendly guy. He's, he's soft-spoken, but always had a smile on his face. Uh, always, uh, you know, you could just tell he was a good teammate. And, and I, it was amazing for him, I think, in that situation, because you look back at that team and there were so many just superstars with the Martin twins and with Jordan Caroline and Kendall Stevens was the all-time three-point shooter in Mountain West history that season. And yet 
Here's Josh Hall. And if you look at that last play, and unfortunately we can't show you how it all plays out, but you can find it online. Go look at Twitter. It's on there. You see how big of a play he made and his positioning to get the rebound. Because, you know, I think fans remember the shot that he took, but he also had to get that rebound. It was an incredibly important rebound in his positioning and his focus and his determination to pull that rebound down and then turn around and have the composure to put the ball in the basket and then get back on defense. Uh, it was an amazing play. It'll go down as one of the greatest plays in Nevada history. Uh, and, and and to do it, you have to be ready. You have to be ready for the moment. And the fact that Josh was ready for the moment, even as a guy that was more of a role player on that team, he wasn't the star of that team, but he knew his role. He knew what he had to do, and he was ready for the moment. And, and it's just such a cool thing to see uh, you know, guys that put that kind of hard work in and have that focus and have that determination to get a chance to be in that position and then make the game-winning shot. Uh, it's what makes sports great. It's what we did in the driveway as kids. You always counted down, three, two. Josh puts the ball on the floor, hits the little floater, and then you're right, the composure to, guys, you got to get back on defense eventually and, and make one more play and uh, certainly a, a special moment that we're celebrating uh, all week long. Uh, we're going to have more from Alex Margulies here coming up as NSN Daily continues. Welcome back into NSN Daily. We've been kind of celebrating and looking back two years ago. Alex and I could tell these stories for days about the Sweet 16 run by the University of Nevada, you know, the 22-point comeback. But, Alex, let's have somebody who is literally partly responsible for that actual victory talk to us about it. Uh, coming to us from, uh, from Texas, Texas Southern University now assistant coach um, Brandon Chambers down there with Johnny Jones. Brandon, how you been? Everything's been good, man. Just obviously trying to stay uh, quarantined and social distance uh, myself. But uh, other than that, it's a weird time. You know, no college basketball, no March Madness. Uh, just trying to find things to do. It's, it's, it's an odd time because as coaches, even as fans, not having any sports, it's just, it's different. It's different. But all is good down here. How are you guys doing in Reno? Awesome. You know, just taking it, taking it one day at a time, uh, <laughs> trying to find some things to do around the house. But yesterday it was like, what a great distraction, at least was for me. I mean, just looking back at the moments of that game against Cincinnati, Brandon, uh, you think about the Josh Hall play at the end, the 22-point comeback, the, the dog pile on the court, uh, guys running down the hallway and Musk ripping his shirt off uh, in the locker room. Uh, yesterday, did, were you kind of texting with guys and, and just kind of reminiscing about that incredible uh, run that you guys had in Nashville? You know, it's, it's crazy because – the uh, ESPN has been showing all these games, you know, from 10, 15 years ago, uh, you know, just, you know, big time games. And uh, so I kind of went back and just watched the game in full as the first actually the first time I've ever gone back and watched the entire game. Um, and uh, it just it, when you watch it, it kind of brings back all that emotion. And I was trying to explain to people uh, it, it's it's. It's the greatest feeling in the world, um, but it's you can't really put it into words. There's so much uh, pain, sacrifice, love, hate, uh, time commitment, sweat equity, all wrapped into a single moment. And um, you know, it's it's the one of the best moments of my life. Uh, arguably, the best moment that I've ever had uh, as a coach. You know, I put it up there with. Uh, when I was at VCU as a student assistant, uh, we uh, the first four year in 2010, 2011, we went to the final four and we had to beat some big time teams. But 
So I, I'd put it right up there with that. And uh, yeah, you know, you, you start sending out text messages to, to guys and um, obviously to the twins, Jordan Caroline. Uh, I was talking with Josh Hall just a few days ago and um, it it's just special, man. We're all connected for the rest of our life because of that run and uh, the, the games, the, the Texas game and the Cincinnati game and even the, the Loyola Chicago game. Uh, you know, you kind of just reminisce and it's we're, we're family no matter what the rest of our lives we're we're a part of something that uh it's it's special man brandon chambers joining us from uh from texas uh, brandon you go to texas southern follow johnny jones there and it, i'm sorry you can't find a bit almost a better guy than johnny jones somebody to learn under who's got that type of experience you're 16 and 16 on the year right now uh, you'd just be grambling in the first round of the swag tournaments how did you tell your guys that it was over yeah, it was tough. Uh, and first off, Johnny Jones is is not, he's not just the best kind of guy. He is the uh, highest character, highest level, uh, best relationship guy. Um, his time at Nevada was such a uh, important time for our team, but more specifically for me, he was a he's a guy that I, I call a mentor, uh, a father figure, not not only to me but all of our players. And so uh, I just wanted to touch on that. He's, he's an unbelievable human being before anything. And he's a great coach, as we all know, but uh, unbelievable connector and uh, relationship guy in the community. And obviously our Nevada program when he was there and, uh, and, and, and uh, in the administration uh, aspect. Uh, it was tough. You know, we had just played Grambling on Monday night and uh, we were flying out on Wednesday to... Uh, the conference tournament. So, uh, sorry, Tuesday to the conference tournament. So we fly out Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, uh, everything kind of hits the fan. Um, some of our players were kind of already in tune to what could potentially happen, um, but you know, coach gathered everybody. We had a team meeting, and uh, you know, just raw emotion, raw emotion. As a coach, you just you want your your seniors, especially, the amount of time and commitment that they have, and Obviously, everyone has this dream of playing in the NCAA tournament. And uh, if you're going to lose, you know, you, you at least want to lose and compete. You know, uh, there's only one team that gets to, to cut down a national championship. But you at least want that opportunity to go and compete. And for our guys, you just saw the raw emotion. Um, Coach gave the, the, every single player, player and person in the room the opportunity to, to speak and uh, kind of give a, a word or two about the year and the season. And uh, there wasn't a dry eye in the room. It was, it was, it was tough. And uh, you feel for the guys, you feel for the seniors, uh, just not to have that, that opportunity for, you know, for us to go out. You know, and, and, and to be honest, it, it sounds crazy. Uh, it, and it's always easy to say woulda, coulda, shoulda, or, but um, I really believe that, you know, we finished in third place in the conference, but I believed our best basketball, and I think Coach uh, Jones and the rest of our coaching staff would say this, was ahead of us. The, the, our guys were extremely connected, extremely connected, and they had this, uh, just through their words, you could tell, they had this confidence that uh, it didn't matter who we played in the conference tournament. It didn't matter, you know, let's say we were able to win a couple games and make the NCAA tournament that, uh, they just had this confidence at the end of the year and everything that we had been through and uh, all the experiences that they were ready to just play and leave it all on the line. And I think that's a dangerous team. And to not have that opportunity, it, it just 
it was tough for us. And, um, you know, uh, again, Coach Jones gave everyone the floor, uh, had to let the guys know of the news. There, was, there wasn't a dry eye. And it uh, probably lasted about an hour and 30 to an hour and 45 minutes. Hey, Brandon, I want to ask you about the Martin Twins, Caleb and Cody. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this about you, but you've actually known them since they were kids, since they were in AAU. You've seen them as teenagers, then progressing all the way to playing in Nevada and what they did there and the incredible impact they had not only on the floor, but in the community uh, in Reno and in northern Nevada. And then they get to go back to their hometown in Charlotte and play in the NBA for the Charlotte Hornets. And both of them are having an amazing, we're having an amazing NBA season. How incredible was it for you to sit there and watch these two guys just achieve their kind of lifelong dream? It's It's been such a cool journey for me because just being from uh, the area that I'm from, you know, from Maryland all the way down to North Carolina, it's a very tight-knit community. And, and when you uh, travel, you know, everyone knows who you are and everyone knows, you know, they played for a program called Team Loaded and uh, they went to Oak Hill Academy, which is a nationally re- renowned program. And, um, you know, the AAU team that I coached actually merged with Team Loaded. Uh, so I had some exposure to them. Uh, and, and everyone knew them then, which is kind of cool, as they do now as the twins. And to see how they've grown up and the job that Jenny Bennett, their mother, has done uh, raising them. And not only them, but also uh, they also have, uh, you know, siblings as well. And, and it's just been pretty cool to see them mature and uh, grow into the people that they are today. I, you couldn't script a better story. There's no, uh, I mean, hopefully someday they they go back and, and really try to capture what they've done to go to Oak Hill and uh, play for a national championship in high school, then come to Nevada or go to NC State. And the trials and tribulations that they had to go to where Caleb Martin was kind of the guy and, and throughout his entire career, he's been kind of the one that has been in the spotlight and Cody's been overlooked to them making a decision more specifically for Cody and choosing a school like Nevada out West uh, when, you know, they've really never traveled outside of the East coast um, and making a decision like that uh, when every school in the country wanted them. And really it was for Cody. And that's just shows you how much Caleb loves you know, his brother is it's that was a, a decision for uh, for for Cody to be able to show what he can do. And obviously, you know, he's, he's been able to do that. But um, and then for for us, you know, a lot of people forget during that that sweet 16 year, our starting point guard was, I think, on pace to break the all time minutes played and all time starts at Nevada and Lindsey Drew. And uh, to have a guy like that, unfortunately, go down with the injury and us not have a backup point guard and having to throw Cody in the fold. I actually think the next game, you guys would have to fact check this, but I think Co- uh, Lindsey went down at Boise State and we bust to Utah State from there. I think Cody had a career night. Uh, I want to say it was 26 or 27 uh, that night. Uh, and, and then the rest is history, you know, and, and then obviously for them to test the draft uh, process and, and go through that and then decide to come back it's, it's, again, you couldn't write a better story. You couldn't write a better story. Um, and, then, and then honestly, like the, 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 just having the opportunity, you know, Caleb getting pulled up and, and, and doing what he did the last uh, month of the season. Uh, Cody, you know, is crazy. He was playing the Houston Rockets and 
I go to the game and I'm sitting there like, where the heck is Cody? And uh, I'm actually, I was actually with one of our video coordinators uh, and he was at Nevada as our video coordinator too, uh, Derek Sage. And I'm asking him like, where do you think Cody's at? And he comes out and I'm like, you know what? It'd be pretty funny if they were just telling him he's going to start. And uh, sure enough, it was his first career start and he had to guard James Harden. And uh, to see that and then just kind of flash back through my head five, six, seven years ago, it's like, it just, it, I really hope someday someone goes back and, and really uh, just captures their journey because it's it's special. And the fact that they were able to do it as twins every single step of the way um, is, is truly remarkable. Well, and I think Harden turned the ball over 10 times in that game. I mean, he, he's James Harden. He, he did what he does, and that's beat everybody in the NBA. But I think he had 10 turnovers in that game. Before we let you go, Brandon, um, in your time at Nevada, you got to, uh, you got to learn under – uh, quite the spirited coach in Eric Musselman. What do you think you're going to take away from that time learning under Muss here in Reno? Well, the biggest thing is, is his high energy. You know, every day he comes in the office, you know, it's, he, he, he reads for two hours every morning. He goes to the gym. He, you know, he has his routine in the gym. And uh, while he's at the gym, the, the night before, the day before, uh, prior to going to the, the gym, he has a stack. He prints out a stack of uh, articles or news clippings. Uh, you name it, he reads it. And uh, so at the gym, he reads every morning uh, all different ideas, whether it be recruiting, social media, marketing uh, techniques, uh, coaching slogans, uh, different plays. And so, you know, just seeing that every single day, you know, 365 days a year, uh, I, you just, you, you, you kind of, if you work hard, uh, you know, if you think you work hard, uh, then you see him and you're like, wow, you know, you can work a lot harder. Uh, it's, that's what I took from him. It's an everyday approach. It's, uh, he, he would like to say it's an NBA front office approach where everyone has opinion. You're involved in everything. You know, I didn't just do just video. I didn't do just, uh, recruiting graphics or social media, um, or practice planning or game plan. Like I was, involved in so many different areas. And I think, uh, you know, someone at your studio, Anthony Resnick would tell you, he'd probably say the same thing that you're involved in so many different aspects of the program. And that's just kind of how Mus is. And he's, he's going to bring it every day, every single day. And, and he has a passion and a drive to, to be the best coach that he can be. And I think that rubs off on everyone. And, uh, obviously as you guys can see at Arkansas, he's continued that and he's going to continue to grow that program and, and obviously do, uh, do special things there as well. Brandon Chambers, we truly appreciate your time, man. Uh, stay hunkered down and stay safe. You know, uh, we're going to beat this thing, and uh, we're going to see you guys playing basketball uh, very soon. Thanks very much. No, I appreciate you guys. You guys stay Thanks, safe Brandon. Well. Good to see you, man. All right, coming up next here on NSN Daily, it'll be bet or no bet. We'll have that coming up next. It is Thursday. That means bet or no bet brought to you by Joey Gilbert Law. Sometimes it's all right, would you take a team in a game? Sometimes would you do a daring deed? And uh, But this week around, it is all sports. Uh, let's start off with the big news that we've heard uh, when it comes to Tom Brady. Does Tom Brady make the Tampa Bay Buccaneers an instant contender? Chris, I'll give you first crack at this. I'm going to go no. I don't, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. I know their odds jumped up. They're somewhere around, like, what, 22 to 1 after they were 40 to 1 before his signing. Uh, you know, it sounds like there are a lot of players who are more interested in joining Tampa Bay to kind of – uh, you know, try and push them over the edge. But you just look in that, uh, you know, division right there. I think the Saints are a far better team. And I think the Vikings are a better team. I think the Packers are a better team. 
you know, I think the Seahawks are a better team. Uh, the 49ers are a better team. So just on the, you know, uh, NFC conference, I think it's going to be very, very difficult. He obviously makes them significantly better, but this is not prime Tom Brady. So I'm going to uh, say no bet that the Buccaneers are not a, a true contender for me for the 2020 Super Bowl. Mr. Margulies. Yeah, I guess it's kind of tough. Like, are you, I guess if you're going to find a contender, a Super Bowl contender, uh, I don't know. You know what? I'm just going to say bet because I don't, I, you don't bet against Tom Brady at this point. And we don't know what he's capable of getting into a new place. I mean, I think if you're going to actually put money on this, I'd probably say no bet. But I mean, the, the guy has had an amazing career. Who knows what he's going to have around him? Uh, you have to think that they're going to put some major pieces together and, and really make this a, a solid run. If you're going to invest the kind of money and, and get a Tom Brady into Tampa Bay, you're going to make it a, a big run. So I'm going to go bet. I'm going to say no bet for now um, because I don't know who are these players that want to come play for Tampa Bay. I mean, if you end up picking up a couple of big offensive linemen and a couple of other weapons, he's already got a couple of pretty good weapons in in, uh, Tampa Bay. He's got a couple of good wide receivers, a great tight end. So um, I'll say no bet for now and completely weasel out of having to make any sort of commitment. Um, How about the Chicago Bears? Bears uh, have picked up quarterback Nick Foles from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he signed a four-year, $91 million deal with $50 million guaranteed last year with the Jags. Uh, what are our thoughts on this one, Al? Uh, I don't think it was a bad move. So is the, is the, I, I lost the graphic. So is, the, is it bad that it was a good move or a bad move? Yeah, just uh, would you have made this move if you were Chicago? I like it. I like Nick Foles. I mean, he's he's got uh, great pedigree. He's, he's won big games. Uh, guys like him in the locker room. Uh, Chicago, I, I think at this point with Trubisky, it's just, it just has not uh, really been what they thought it was going to be. So, yeah, I, I like it. I like the move. I think give him a shot in Chicago. Chris? Yeah, I'll go no bet. I mean, he's been playing in the NFL for about 10 years, and he's really been good for maybe a year and a half. Uh, had a great year under Chip Kelly and then uh, obviously had that Super Bowl run, but he signed a big deal with the Rams and was horrible. Signed a big deal with the Jaguars and was horrible. So you kind of need everything around him to be great. I understand what the Bears were doing because Mitch Trubisky is not the answer at quarterback and they were trying to get a veteran to go in there and either push him or steal the job. Um, I do think that roster is pretty good, specifically the defense, but uh, I don't think he's the guy that puts them over the top. If you're trying to go out and get a veteran, uh, I think there were a lot more options out there. I think Colin Kaepernick is a better quarterback than Nick Foles uh, at this stage in his career. So I'll go no bet. It makes sense, but not with this specific player. I think if you're Chicago, you need to make a decision with Trubisky. You need to ship Trubisky out this week and let Foles know it's his team. Granted, I know you want to have two really good quarterbacks in there, but quarterback room can be a very, very odd and dangerous place sometimes if you get two alphas going head-to-head and then one of them gets the job, one of them doesn't. I don't know. I probably would have... Uh, would would make a move with Trubisky sometimes this week because sometimes this week because there are a lot of teams that really have um, I don't want to say bad quarterbacks they're not bad quarterbacks it's just a different level in the National Football League but they could probably find a place for Trubisky and he might need just a fresh start somewhere outside of Chicago well we have about three inches of snow on the ground depending on where you're at um, we can't play golf right now because of some shutdowns but Alex if one if once the snow melts. Are you going to go out and sneak out where you're at? I'm not going to disclose your location or hole, but sneak out there, grab a seven iron, and, and swing the sticks a little bit. Yes, I will definitely sneak out and play golf behind my house. Whether golf courses will be open, uh, I wouldn't bet on that uh, based on where things are at right now. I mean, I think they certainly could be. You can keep a safe social distance from each other at a golf course and 
maybe they can create a way where where people can kind of go and and uh, access the golf course, maybe even just walk it with without having to interact uh, with one another. Uh, I certainly hope so. I mean, I think people need outlets just to kind of keep them busy, and and I think getting outside and and swinging the sticks would be uh, a great mental and physical release for a lot of people. So yeah, I, I think when I can get out get out and, and, and walk around, I'll, I'll definitely uh, be, be trying to find a place to play golf. Chris, you on board with that? Oh, I'd love to go out there and play golf. Yeah, as long as you're keeping your social distance. I've got a couple kids in tow, so I don't see myself getting out there. But I do notice this is, you know, some footage of Angus McClure and Matt Mummy out there. Which of those two was the better golfer when you guys uh, had a chance to hit some balls with them? Oh, we got to go with the OC. It's kind of a push. I think I'd oh. go with the OC. <laughs> I, think, I think Mummy was a long driver, and he put it in the fairway. Um, Angus, Angus was good with the short game, but, but you couldn't, uh, you couldn't guarantee where the drive through were going to go. It's kind of like <laughs> me really couldn't figure it out. Bet or no bet runs every Thursday right here on NSN daily coming up next year though on the show, there's one country that is shaking its fist at the coronavirus. It's down under they're playing football in Australia. We'll show you that coming up next. Well, sports shut down kind of around the globe, but, uh, there is one league that is still kicking and that's in Australia that is the how about the yeah the Australian rules football kicked off their 124th season today Richmond versus Carlton in front of nobody guys you know what uh what are your thoughts on this Alex uh I don't know that's that's a tough one to say I mean when sports everyone else are shutting down and they're concerned about the athletes uh I guess transmitting to each other and and doing all that stuff Uh, you know it's it's I guess it's fun for, for the casual people sitting at home to have something to watch and stuff, but to actually still be playing. Yeah, I don't know the situation quite yeah. like it is here as it is in Australia and, and what uh, is happening with the virus. Uh, but it's it's a good release, I guess, for if those uh, just kind of need something to watch and, and, and can take their minds off of this. Chris, is this irresponsible or no? Yeah, I don't know the exact situation in Australia right now, but I, I don't think it's the greatest example. I mean, everybody's being told to stay indoors, so you'd think that, uh, you know, at least here in America. So you would think that, you know, some of your most famous athletes would be doing the same thing. So, um, you know, if their situation is like our situation, I think it's, it would be a little bit irresponsible. I mean, you really look at everything shutting down. And in America, it all started with the NBA. It all started with Rui Gobert and everybody kind of took their lead from there. So I think sports can have a very big impact on people making the right decisions and uh, putting public health first before anything else. So uh, if their situation is anything like ours, then then it would probably make a little bit more sense. But I do get the relief angle of just being able to get back to some normalcy, being able to watch some kind of sporting activity and to let your brain not think about the coronavirus, because that's kind of, you know, what everybody has been thinking about 24-7 over the last week. All right, guys, thanks very much. Uh, We'll see you in an even more different format tomorrow here on NSN Daily. I'm going to tell you about that coming up after the break. That's all the time we have here on NSN Daily on a Thursday for Brian and Rez in the booth. Alex Margulies and Chris Mary at home. I'm Brian Samudio. We'll see you tomorrow.